Welcome to the RV Podcast number 401. And in this episode, among other things, we're going to talk about how Jen and I do trip planning. Everybody, I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And this is episode 401 of the RV podcast. It's officially summertime. Be, <laughs> it's be, nice and warm out there. Yes, yes. This is the second week in a row we have had really warm temperatures in the upper Midwest, which is where we happen to be coming to you. This is from our studio. And uh, we have been on the road. We were on the road over the Father's Day weekend, and uh, we're getting ready for a big trip to Elkhart, Indiana soon for our um, Elkhart encounter. That'll be coming up in the middle of, uh, of July. And we got something else to tell you about, a big gathering that we're going to have uh, very soon in October in Tennessee. And this is the first official uh, to everybody gathering announcement. So stay with us. That's coming just a second or two. But... Last week at this time, we were talking about uh, the unprecedented damage done to Yellowstone National Park by floods, and there's some really good news today as this podcast episode is released because it looks like the park is is partially reopened. Four entrances are open, and the north entrance is closed, and they don't know when they'll get that open again. Yep, they opened um, the uh, the southern loop entrances today. Now, it's going to be different because uh, rangers are talking, they, they know they're going to have to limit um, visitors. Uh, they're considering a couple other things. One of the things they're thinking about is uh, using license plates to allow even numbers on even days and odd numbers on odd days, but just be patient with them. Um, it, it was amazing that they could get the southern part open because crews have been working uh, all week long uh, all last week after the storms and the floods, uh, they're doing excavation and repairs and, and repaving of a section of road in the southern part. Uh, I'm amazed. I, I am too. I mean, if you looked at any of the video, we showed some last week in the podcast, but this massive storm washed out major sections of the road in the northern part of the park. Um, it was, it's been completely closed to visitors for over a week now. And the crews have been right out there making repairs. Um, they don't know about the back country. Uh, that's going to take a while to get to and see how safe that is. And the Northern Loop suffered so much damage, it's not clear when that's going to be open, but more likely weeks rather than days. Uh, and they're still assessing that damage because they've concentrated most in getting the southern section open, which is where most of the traffic comes from. So I wonder how many people have canceled their reservations. A lot. And, uh, In a week. This is prime time. Yeah. Now maybe they could have used them. Yeah. Because well, there's enough to see. Uh, yeah. The, the southern part. You, you don't have to see it all. I, pretty impossible to see it all in one trip. It is. Uh, speaking of things to see, one of the places that we urge you to go see is our, uh, one of our favorite places, and that is the Michigan Mitt. And uh, that's my way of introducing the fact that we have just released our 15th adventure guide for RVers. And that is a seven-stop adventure guide to the lower peninsula of Michigan. We call this the... Uh, the Mitt. The Mitt. The, the Mitten, you know. And this is the Thumb. And uh, we do seven suggested stops uh, all around Michigan, including a couple of absolutely fabulous inland lakes. 
uh, in this book. And uh, it's on sale now, and you can you can order it right from here. It just went up. We just finished it and just got it published. That's the beauty of eBooks is it's current. Lots of links to uh, really valuable resource material. But if you do nothing but follow our suggested seven stops, uh, you're going to have a great time. And you don't have to do them all in in seven days. You can take your time with these stops. You can, and you don't have to do all seven of our suggestions. Yeah, you you might say, oh, you know, this is great, but look what's around the corner. And and if you do, send us that. <laughs> we'll add it to the book sometime. But um, but it's it's meant to be seven stops, and you could do. A week in each stop, would be nice if you could spend seven weeks, or you could do a couple stops this year, a couple next, but I think you'll find it really great. Um, and we'll also mention now we have um, three different books on the Great Lakes region. One is a Great Lakes shoreline tour. Um, we have the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, so-called the uh, Upper Hand. The Upper Hand. That is, uh, that is available, and now we have our Lower Peninsula Guide, and we hope that you'll check it out at uh, rvlifestyle.com slash LP for Lower Peninsula. Um, I don't think Lower Hand is ever going to take the place of the mitt. Yeah, and I think Upper Hand <laughs> is kind of cool, too. Upper yep. Hand is kind of cute. So uh, anyway, uh, you, and there's great prices if you want to get all three and really uh, explore the area. And that is something that a lot of people are doing, is finding a region and staying there rather than going cross-country because of, of those gasoline prices. They're really something else. We do have a place we want you to go and, and come and join us. And uh, this is our first official um, uh, podcast announcement of our uh, fall gathering. It's uh, Some people call it a rally, and we've always just called them gatherings or meetups. But this is a really exciting one for us. It's um, October 17th through the 20th, and it's in a, a place that we absolutely love, uh, the Buffalo River region of Middle Tennessee. Yes, the Buffalo River. It's, it's one of the most beautiful kayaking rivers you'll find. Great fishing. Um, it is so much fun to kayak that river. You don't have to be a, a mountaineer or a, an extreme sports enthusiast to enjoy it. It's a very easy kayaking. We've got some guided trips that you can opt into. In fact, I think what's really neat about this trip, if you're not, this would be a good time to learn how to kayak because they are going to offer... Yeah, uh, an introduction Classes to kayaking. For those yeah. that uh, have never kayaked before or aren't real comfortable with it. So you will be very safe. And very well taken care of. So this gathering is October 17th through the 20th. And uh, it's uh, in um, it's centered around Linden, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to camp at a place called the Buffalo River RV Resort. And we're really excited about this because full hookups. Yes. Full hookups, water, electricity, and sewer. And a sewer right at your site. Right at your site. And uh, we'll have great fun, potluck, get acquainted meeting on Monday, the uh, 17th of October. And uh, oh, the lodge, they're going to they love the lodge. They have a beautiful facility there that we're going to use. Just in case it rains, we wanted to make sure that we had a, a, a place. And it's so beautiful. I can't believe how nice it is. And it's up on a hill, and you're going to be looking at everything, and uh, it's going to be charming. So that'd be Monday night. Um, lots of socializing, of course, on, on, uh, on Monday night after the, uh, after the, uh, the uh, potluck. Then, then we've got two really busy days planned for you. Tuesday, um, lots of things to do in the area. We'll give you some suggested places to go from a winery to some, some great hiking trails. 
But we really want to get everybody back because uh, we're going to just an awesome farm in the area where we will spend uh, much of the afternoon and the evening. We'll have uh, a uh, good old Tennessee fried chicken dinner, picnic dinner style dinner outside. It's on a working farm and the animals, I guess, are very friendly and lots of photo ops. But there's hiking trails, there's a waterfall, there's a cave. Uh, and our hosts are uh, Michael and uh, Kathy Dumont, uh, and they are the owners of the Commodore Hotel and this beautiful farm that we'll be staying at. Now, I, I introduced their names because the next night, Wednesday, we go to the Commodore Hotel. And uh, boy, that is going to be, this is unusual. This is more activities than we've ever planned before. So free meal, that comes with your ticket at uh, the fair, at the, at the farm. But then... Uh, Wednesday, we go to downtown Linden, which is voted one of the most charming small towns in Tennessee. And we're going to be headquartered right outside in, in the Commodore Hotel and Cafe. That's what Michael and Kathy DeMont own. And the Commodore Hotel is a beautifully restored hotel that was originally built in 1930s, in the early 30s. And they've done just a phenomenal job. I think they have about 20... 22 rooms that they rent out at the hotel. Yep, and then they bought some across the street, yeah. and they remodeled those. Mm -hmm. And But what's so cool about this on Wednesday night... A lot night, of love went into this hotel, oh, restoring it. You, you'll, you'll just... It's worth hanging out. Um, and uh, they have uh, gotten the folks at Linden, who uh, we've all come to fall in love with this community because that's where we have our five acres of property now. Um they uh, are going to literally shut down a street for us, and we're going to have a good old-fashioned southern block party outside. There'll be a, a stage with really fun entertainment and, and music, and then a catered meal uh, with uh, from the Commodore. Uh, Wait till you taste their Linden chicken, and, uh, and a, I think it's a stuffed... I think it's a stuffed pork Yeah, roast. Oh, I mean, the food at the Commodore is amazing. The Commodore has been voted one of the six best places to spend the night in all of Tennessee. And that includes Nashville, which is, you know, to the east of us, and Memphis to the west. So you're going to have a great time. And then we're going to invite people back to our lot, our property, to kind of hang out with us. We'll be camped there. We'll have uh, a campfire. Bring your chair. We, sh we should have room for a bunch of you. We'll see who wants to stay up. We've been known to stay up till 1030, 11 o'clock at <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do wild stuff, but we'd love to show you our property and uh, what we're we're kind of turning it into a little three uh, little spots for three people. Not done yet, but uh, we'll show you. We're working how, on it. Yep, we'll show you what the progress. And then back to the uh, the RV resort. Anyway, it's a, just there's so many things to see in the area, and we can't wait to have you go. The dates again are October seventeenth to twentieth. Now, I got to tell you that this will sell out. We have limited space. Uh, at the campground, and uh, we've got every space booked, and uh, we are, are really excited about it, but uh, it will sell out, so you want to order your tickets. One ticket's good for one RV and two people. And our friends Kathy and Michael from the Commodore, they have some special pricing um, for some people who m maybe don't have an RV. A lot of people They're waiting have, for their RV. And would love to, to get an idea what an RV gathering is like. And you can buy a room package from the Commodore for this event, the RV Lifestyle Gathering at Buffalo River. And, uh, and then some of our friends uh, who are in the same area called the Woodlands, where we have our property there, 
they will be camping in their own RVs on their own land, and there's some special pricing for them so they can come and take part in the activities. But um, you want to get the whole package with us, limited space, uh, order the tickets, rvlifestyle.com slash Buffalo River. I can't wait uh, for this event. All right, we have some comments that we want to pass along to you that we think are of interest that came from some of our followers this past week. And this comes from James Massey, and he was in Amarillo last week when he spotted an unusual toad or vehicle towed behind an RV. Now, uh, James sent us a photo of this. This was a Class B Leisure Travel Vans Wonder, and it is towing, are you ready for this, an airplane a sailplane, to be technical, or a glider airplane. And uh, James wrote on his note, he said, RV lifestyle, flying and living life at its fullest. Somebody's doing it right. Uh, he spotted that at a Holiday Express parking lot in Amarillo, Texas. And for those of you who are watching the YouTube video, of course, we'll show the James photo. And for those of you listening to the audio, we'll put a link in the podcast. At, uh, and you can always find our podcast at rvlifestyle.com. And here's some reader feedback from Clara and Norbert. Okay, we are currently on the move from Chatham, Illinois to Decatur, Indiana, and we are not finding the campgrounds full at all. And booking last minute has not been an issue. It says the KOA in Bluffton, Indiana is almost empty this mm -hmm. morning, as she wrote this, and wasn't even a half full last night. We're headed to the Rev factory. Rev is the... Uh, big RV manufacturer in Indiana, to see it and get some minor issues taken care of in our RV so we can camp there until our issues are fixed. Once we hit the road again, we'll let you know how it goes. Coming from Florida to Illinois, we booked campgrounds last minute for overnight stays, and it was not an issue finding a site. And you know we are hearing that uh, over and over these days, that people are noticing fewer RVs on the road. I don't know if we can call this officially a trend yet, but we've kind of noticed in our travels over the past couple of months, there seems to be less RV traffic. Uh, we got a note from some friends who were on the road this past weekend, and they, they commented on that, that they didn't see nearly as many RVs on the road. And we're hearing from people about a lot of cancellations at campgrounds because of the high ga gasoline prices. So uh, if there's any silver lining to all this crazy inflation stuff, it's that maybe there's more campground spaces. And the downside, of course, is fewer people can probably afford to drive to those places. Yeah, and that really is a downside. It is. I mean, you plan on your vacation. A lot of families, you know, they've been looking forward to this forever. Yeah. They don't have a lot of options. But, you know, you make the best as you can. Yes. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about a big special event happening this coming weekend on uh, June 25th. And uh, we just came back from this place. That was our last camping trip on the Tennessee River. And uh, they're having a big sale this coming weekend, and we want to tell you about Paradise Landing. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. On June 25th, there is a big lakefront sales event at the Landings in Tennessee. Jennifer and I visited the Landings just west of Nashville. They offer incredible lakefront RV properties up to 70 times the size of typical RV lots with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you own it outright, not a timeshare. 
your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet friendly. It's gated and secure with high-speed internet. There's even free RV and boat storage. It's a wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations and ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts start at only $59,900. Financing and big discounts are available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlakefrontland.com. That's rvlakefrontland.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just on a shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World. And as we talk about it, as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount. If you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10, when you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, this is a section now we want to talk about planning an RV trip. We get a lot of email from people about what's the best way to plan. And I guess we can say we use a lot of different resources. And we're going to show you a video that we did a while back, and it just gives you some tools for planning those trips. Now, the video was on our YouTube channel, and we've kind of edited it down. Uh, for those of you listening to audio, we'll put a link to it. You'll find it in the show notes at rvlifestyle.com. And then uh, in the show notes and on the video, we will have a complete uh, list of all the resources that we share in this video. These are the general resources that Jennifer and I use. Whenever we're going to take a long trip, here's how we do it. Many of you have asked, how do you find all those great sites? Have all those great adventures as you travel around in your RV. Now, we are great believers in serendipity, not being locked into a firm, inflexible schedule, being able to take advantage of the things that we suddenly come across as we're traveling. But that doesn't mean we don't do some planning, and that's what all this stuff is for. And we like to have our plan. You feel good having a plan, but we are open to different opportunities as they present themselves. So we're not rigid with that plan. If we see an adventure along the way, we're going to follow it. So we are going to show you. We use a bunch of books and guides and maps and online tools. We believe that a good plan starts with good information. And uh, that's uh, how we're going to plan out our trips this year, and we'll bring you in on the process. So let's get started. We start out like this, with everything spread out all around us. For example, this year, we have two cross-country RV trips that we intend to take, one to the southwest and one to the northwest. Both are long trips of over 2,000 miles one way. The first thing we like to do is spread out a big paper map that shows the entire country. We get an overall look at the general route we want to take, the different regions and states we'll be traveling through. We also have a smaller bound book with individual maps for each state. Whenever possible, we like to use the 330 rule. 
which is not to travel more than 330 miles in a day so that we're not too worn out or to stop by 3.30 local time so that we can enjoy where we are, look around, have time to explore and just enjoy. And to help us do that, I use this little piece of yarn. Using the legend on the printed map, we cut a piece of yarn that roughly corresponds to 330 miles. Then we use it to plot out how long it will take us to get to our destination. This gives us a rough idea of where we should overnight and what roads, highways, and freeways might be the routes we want to follow. Then we pick up this book. It's the National Geographic Guide to Scenic Roads and Highways, and it's filled with photos, descriptions, cutaway maps, and scenic attractions of both very famous and not so well-known drives that we can take off the interstates. There are notes about the histories of the areas that we're visiting, uh, driving times between different points, all sorts of helpful info about things we may want to stop and investigate as we travel through. Next, we try and identify places that we want to stay. Now, generally, we tend to avoid big commercial campgrounds. We'll stay in a KOA every now and then so we can do laundry. But uh, generally, we like to find free or inexpensive places first. We start off uh, looking for those, and then if we're looking for a campground, we go to uh, check out state parks in the area that we're traveling. We have several resources for that. For free spots, we always check Harvest Hosts, a membership site that lets you stay overnight for free at wineries, farms, orchards, and various attractions, including beautifully landscaped golf courses. We also check Boondockers Welcome, overnight RV parking, and freecampsites.net. We've never not been able to find a place to stay for free or for a very reasonable fee by checking these sites. For state parks, we like this handy guide, also from National Geographic. It lists over 200 of the most scenic state parks across the U.S. and 30 of Canada's most beautiful provincial parks. Here's another book we like to use as a reference when heading out west. It's Fodor's Complete Guide to the National Parks of the West. We like the maps that it contains of the national parks and of course all the photos of what we can expect to see. We're not done with the books just yet. We love this one, Amazing Festivals. It lists over 200 annual events across the country, put on by big cities and small, celebrating ethnic and regional foods, music of every genre, history, sports, everything you can imagine. It has listings for every state, and we check to see what festivals may be happening as we're passing through. So from all these resources and books, we now have a good route all planned, and we've got some attractions that we want to see along the way, and we've got a good idea of where we want to spend the night. And when we are at that point in the planning, that's when I open up my computer and go to RV Trip Wizard. It is a website that lets you plan RV trips. Here's a route that I mapped up last year when we headed to Montreal. You see the circles? That is my 330 rule distance range. It will even show me where I need to refill the RV's fuel tank and where we want to spend the night. On the left side of the screen, there are turn-by-turn -turn directions. If I want to look at the details before we go, we can even call up the plan as we drive on our laptop or our tablet. So that's how we plan for a trip. But remember, it's, it's only a plan. The journey is really the destination.
you know, I think we forget uh, how valuable in this age of technology, how valuable paper resources, real maps that you can hold. And they certainly are. I love my maps. Yep. And, and I know that little thing where Jennifer takes a string and, and comes off to our, our 330 and uses that on the map. It's, it's kind of like old tech, but it works. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And having a, a map, I really think that's so great. It shows the whole country. It, it's, it really lets you see your route in its entirety. I think everybody should have a real map with them, just in case. Paper map, yep. And those books that we showed you, again, we'll put links to them, uh, but the books uh, are really fun. Uh, we love that festival book, which is really great that we get to check whenever we're going through an area and say, hey, what's going on here this weekend? We have found some, some fun things. All right, when we come back, your questions. Stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time for your questions of the week. And Mike, what's the first question? Well, this one comes from uh, a follower named Derry. And Derry writes, if you're parking or leaving your campsite, can you cut a tree limb to clear the way? And does the campsite tell you if you can have a fire pit as long as it's attended to? Well, no, and probably not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, first of all, never cut tree limbs to clear the way to a campsite. Uh, if, if you think that that's what you have to do, your rig is too big for that, stop, go to the whoever you're renting it from and say, hey, I can't get in there. Uh, let them deal with it. But don't you just decide that, hey, I, that's in the way. I'm going to go cut that tree limb off. Don't do that. It's just it's poor etiquette, and, um, and the campground is not going to be very happy about it. And as far as having a fire pit, uh, if there is no fire pit on your land, then you need to ask them what, whether you can have a fire, and if so, where do they want one? Because they don't want people driving through fire pits. You are a guest. Yes. Imagine yourself a guest in someone else's home. You don't make yourself too much at home. Yep. Uh, now, if you're boondocking, you shouldn't cut down trees either. <laughs> and if there is no fire pit... Uh, Make sure you dig a hole and then fill it back in afterwards. Put some rocks around it. Make sure there's no vegetation around it that's going to cause a fire. Make sure you know what the, how dry it is and what the rangers in the area are telling you in terms of fire danger. Um, fires, you know, you don't want to, you've, you've seen all the problems with wildfires, particularly out, out in uh, Arizona and New Mexico. This, this, even now, it started way early in the spring. Mm -hmm. So, um, so don't cut down trees or tree limbs and uh, be very, uh, very wise about where you're going to start a fire. And a lot of people have, we have one of them have, a, have smokeless fire things that we carry, rings and, 
and uh, containers that we use for campsites. Uh, so a lot of people have those, and that's you can get those at any camping store, and um, that's not a bad thing to have, and then you don't have to worry about leaving a mess, and you don't have to worry about the fire being uncontained from that container. So there you go. Okay, our next question comes from Marshall. We're looking for an app that will show us the weather we can expect along the route. I uh, thought I heard you suggest one a while back, but never did he write it down. You want some help. Yes, we did. We talked about one that we use called Drive Weather. Uh, and, and it's a really handy app. It shows you the weather uh, for the various places that you'll pass on the route you select at the time that you will be passing through them. It's really simple. You, you just call up uh, the app and you type in where you're starting from and where you're going, what time you're leaving, and then it will go and it will gather weather forecasts for each part of your route. And you'll see a very graphical interface that'll show, you know, thunderstorms and it'll show rain or sunshine. And then you can click and find out what the what the forecast is. So it's really helpful for saying, well, maybe we ought to take a break here because it looks like there's a storm coming in. Um, one of the other things I like about it is uh, you can uh, call up, uh, if you're driving interstates, you know, either in the U.S. or even in Canada, you can call up and get a specific forecast for all along that interstate for the time that you'll be driving it. It's really handy. It's a free app for iOS and for Android. They have, um, like all apps now, they have a pro version or a deluxe version that will cost you a little bit more money. I think it's $9.95 for a year. But um, it, it's great. Get the free version. We always say try that first. And if you really like it and you want the extra features, then you can go for it. And there's another app Yeah, we've, heard. we've also yeah. heard about another app that's called Highway Weather. Now, we haven't tried this one yet. It's also for iOS and Android. But it looks pretty promising. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, uh, its basic download is also free. And it has premium features. Um, but because we don't have any experience with it, we can't necessarily recommend it. But... I think it seems worth a try, mm -hmm. everything we saw on it. It's free. So you can find out that one. Just search for Highway Weather on your favorite app store, and um, it'll show up. And the same, the one we do use called Drive Weather, search for that on the app store, and you can find it as well. So uh, those apps are very handy, in particular these days when our weather seems to get wilder and wilder uh, every uh, every year. Those are our questions. What are yours? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at our personal email, which is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. All right, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with another edition of the podcast. Meantime, new content every day, RVLifestyle.com. And on the RV Lifestyle channel on YouTube, a new video every Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday at 7 p.m., it's our Ask Us Anything live stream on YouTube and on our Facebook group. We'll see you down the road. Happy trails.